0: Welcome back to the Seller Seller Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by Glennios Jr. And Matthew Souza. Hey. Um, <laughs> guys, we're another, yet another week closer to fantasy football. How close exactly? Uh, I think almost, almost a month. Almost convert the that into days. Uh, I mean, I can look it up. Hold on. Days I want you to do that, I want
1: you to convert that into hours. Football.
0: Thirty-seven days, baby. Which, wow. if you divide or multiply thirty-seven times twenty-four, uh, someone do that math quick. Come on, Coco Chaos. I missed the It's word. 888. 888 hours, Glenn. That's not that bad. 888 hours? That's right. That. Probably less. Probably less because that's from literally 12 o'clock. Like, it's, right? And it's six o'clock now, almost seven because we've been waiting for you. Yeah.
1: That was not a Sousa. funny joke. Sousa.
2: We're live, pal. How are you? I'm good, man.
1: Good. And the thing is, I know week in and week out, you do your best to get us the news so we yep. can react to it. Yep. I hope this week you it extra hard. Because so I feel like there's a lot of news. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're going to have some reactions to it. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Uh-oh. this is the news with... Susan,
2: That <laughs> gets me every time. I love it. So, here's the deal. I'm going to go in, I guess, reverse chronological order and go with the things that happened most recently and work my way backwards. My camera's out of focus. Um, okay, once my cat moves from my screen. A lot of focus. Sorry about that couldn't read my screen okay we're back so starting with tim patrick wide receiver for the denver broncos suffered a season-ending acl injury today
1: season hasn't even started yet how can he the season be ended
2: um the next season is ended for him it's over the next season or this season well, the season hasn't started yet, so the next one that's coming up.
0: That's what Glenn literally just said.
2: Right. So I'm just using his logic. I would um, say this season, but he's like, no, it hasn't started yet.
1: All right, Pete hey. Patrick, that sucks.
2: Yeah, that does suck. and um, But that makes things a little bit more clear, unfortunately. Unfortunately, but there's always a silver lining to, uh, you know, Bad news, and that's Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton becomes more clear, and then maybe even like KJ Hamler. He's the kind of guy who would be like a number three. He's been in the he was in the mix last year too, uh so he has now a better chance to step up. What's up?
1: I said he was my sleeper before the injury.
2: Yeah, so but as much as it might propel KJ Hamler, or at least give him an opportunity, I think it more so solidifies the Judy Sutton combination. Now I feel a little bit more comfortable picking either one versus one or the other. You know what I mean? Hmm.
0: Yeah, I would, uh, I would agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I think the weird thing is, though, is that, yeah, I don't know if you guys have <clears throat> read this, but I read it on Twitter earlier, that um, Broncos have had three receivers over the past three preseasons tear their ACL. In 2020, it was K.J. Hamler. Last year, it was Cortland Sutton. And then this year, obviously, Tim Patrick. Very unfortunate. Um, but it does it does make the Broncos' offense, I think, a little bit easier from a fantasy point of view to kind of parse out who you want.
2: Yeah, trim off the fat.
1: Exactly.
0: That's
2: kind
1: of crazy. Three straight years.
0: Yeah. I don't like that. I don't know. It's almost like the 49ers game.
1: running back room
0: always getting hurt. Well, no, but it's... Di- Actually, Sousa, you may have a point. Interesting. Jerry Judy still did get a high ankle sprain last year, so... Hmm. Something to think about. Let me pontificate
1: on that one. You know what's funny is that on the Twitch stream, Sousa, you just turn off your camera. It's just me and Mason, but I can still hear you.
2: Oh, yeah. I didn't see it look like that on the Twitch. So, yeah, my camera... I don't know if you guys noticed, but it was was really blurry. So I unplugged it, plugged it back in, and now it's not showing up. So i got to figure that out. But we'll continue with the news. Yeah, you're here in spirit. Sean McVay. He says, I look at it as if I have two starting running backs. So for all you Cam Akers lovers out there, this ain't good news. Because now it's like, all right, is it a committee? Because it sounds like it. Got your Daryl Henderson, back. got your Cam Akers. What's up?
1: Is, is it confirmed that Daryl Henderson's the other running back? No, I'm assuming this.
2: Do you have intel well, that says otherwise?
1: You know what happens when you assume.
0: That
1: is true. Is it true? Um, I, I don't I don't. I don't have intel that says otherwise. Uh, Let me
2: just look at this team here. I'm pretty
1: sure they drafted someone this year.
2: They drafted Kyron Williams. Um, I guess he has an injury. He has a chance to make an appearance late in the preseason. So, I'm thinking it's just Henderson and Akers that they're talking about. Because Henderson, after all, did pretty well in Akers' absence. So, why would you just throw him on the bench, you know?
1: Mm. True. Um, I mean – Makes sense for football, are... but not a, not
2: fantasy. Right.
1: I mean, I have – I'm in a dynasty league where I own both Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. So, obviously, with that news, it's like Cam Akers stock goes a little bit down. Daryl Henderson goes up. You got that balance. But not what you want to hear if you're in the redraft league, and you're like, do I really want to take Cam Akers at this pick after Sean McVay is spitting fucking – could be lies. Could be all gas. Could be fucking (laughs) – But. 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 We don't know that until we see it. Can we really jack Sean McVay?
2: Uh, Nah, he's the guy who tries to play chess. I can't imagine he'd show his hand. Yeah. All right, moving on. There are some minor injuries here and there. I'm not going to go into them because they're probably going to be benign, you know, not matter by the time the season rolls around. Like Vikings tight end or Smith had a thumb injury. Uh, he hasn't been ruled out for Week One or anything. Amari Cooper on the Browns mm-hmm. missed today with an injury, uh, but they expect him back soon. It's Tim Patrick that's really the the, the injured injured guy. So the, no other
1: season-ending injuries. Like there's just Tim right. Patrick. Yeah, and just everything else. minor stuff.
2: Nothing to worry about at the moment. Uh, the Dolphins forfeited a first-round pick today for next year's draft and a third-round selection in the year following that, 2024 draft. Um, And the owner is suspended through October after a league investigation. I believe this has to do with that whole hiring thing, right?
1: Oh, it was was the Tom Brady tampering.
2: Oh.
0: Yeah, the NFL actually simultaneously suspended their owner and took those two picks for the tampering. But they said that their independent investigator or whatever came to the conclusion that, for the Brian Flores situation, the Dolphins were not in the wrong at all. So,
2: All right, so that's all over. Mm, yes. Well, so, so well for Brady, them anyway,
0: but obviously, I don't know if that covers, like, the whole Brian Flores case, but at least for the Dolphins. Gotcha.
2: <clears throat> what happened to Tom Brady? They tried to fuck him?
1: it was before he was leaving New England. Uh, they were, like, I, I think it's basically breaching his contract, like, trying to – I don't know if it was, like, recruiting him before the season ended. Huh. Pretty sure that's it. Don't take my word for it. I haven't looked too much into it. I just saw the news about the Dolphins losing picks, and I was like, oh, "Okay." I don't really care. Okay. Um, What do we got here? This is this something good? Something I can stick my teeth into?
2: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. to move on.
1: It has to well, do with Jacoby Brissett. that. Say that.
2: It's Jacoby Brissett. Wow. So Stefanski reiterates the plans for, uh, is for Jacoby Brissett to start week one. But I saw Brissett in a Dolphins jersey in the picture, so I was, like, really confused. <laughs> I don't even know where Brissett oh is, to be quite God. honest. Uh, hold on a second. Let's see here. Oh, he's in Cleveland. <laughs> That's right, because Watson. Actually, I got Watson, Deshaun Watson news for you right here. And that is, Deshaun Watson should be suspended for six games. Um, the judge has isu- issued a ruling that Deshaun Watson should be suspended for six games for violating the personal conduct policy. Should be. I'm not seeing anything that is
1: suspended for six games. Uh, Susan. What is worse? Oh, God. Having sexual misconduct with over 24 women or betting $1,500 on your team? <laughs> uh, I
2: would take the gambling side. as not as bad.
1: Okay. That wasn't as I was. That worse. But, okay,
0: I, I get what you're saying.
2: Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. What's, what's worse? Yeah. Fuck. Uh, the misconduct is, is worse.
0: At first, I think me and Glenn had to say, I was like, <laughs>
2: I was like oh, <laughs> okay, now, I, now <laughs> said, I understand. I was like, what? <laughs> what did he say? Huh?
0: <laughs> I'll keep you guys on your toes. Uh, yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Making sure we're awake, honestly. You know? But oh. then
2: again, I did hesitate because I think Glenn said, uh, what's worse, he said betting on your team to win right
1: mm-hmm. $1, because $1, $1. that
2: that would mean the falcons and that's a pretty bad bet so what is worse i don't know
0: the bet of it in itself is pretty bad
2: right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The, but i yeah the concept isn't so bad
1: what are you trying to say glenn i'm just trying to say uh do you think that the person the player, who uh... At sexual misconduct, who are 24 women, got a far worse punishment than the guy who bet $1,500 on his team.
2: You're right. Punishment doesn't fit the crime, does it? Now, here's the question Is Deshaun being under suspended or is Calvin Ridley over suspended?
0: If that both. makes sense. Both. <laughs> both. 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 <coughs> Definitely both. Definitely both. Definitely both. Who gives a fuck? if you bet
1: on your own team.
0: because It's the safety of the game, bro. It's the yeah, same that's like insider game. trading.
1: He wasn't Illegal. even playing. He was taking a hiatus because he didn't want to be on Craig's fantasy team. <laughs> and he decided he can probably make some more money. I don't know that's why great. he would bet on his own team, because the Falcons aren't bad. But still, you're not hurting anybody. You're not. It's, it's you and your financials, and it's $1,500. Let him do whatever he wants. Who gives a fuck? Apparently the NFL does. And now he's going to sit on the sidelines for another year. So at least we know this time Craig can't draft him or trade for him.
0: Do you want to know something funny actually related to Calvin Ridley? I had a dream two nights ago. I forgot to text you and tell you this. I had a dream two nights ago that uh, I couldn't make our dynasty draft. So I had you draft my team, Glenn. Oh. And I remember coming home. I forget where I even was. Like, you know, whatever. Uh, I, I came home and I looked at my phone and you drafted Calvin Ridley with the first overall pick. And I was like, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. What the fuck? Wow. Would you do that, Glenn? <laughs> no, I wait for the
2: second round. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just going to blow through these last few things. Michael Gallup, who's recovering from a torn ACL, admitted today that returning for week one is not a realistic possibility. uh Brennan IU could be the biggest benefactor of Trey Lance at QB. He's going to be seeing more deep passes. DK Metcalf finalizing a three-year extension. Lamar. Lamar Jackson throwing with more velocity. Tighter spirals. That's cool. He bulked up, baby. Saquon Barkley is quote unquote are looking very good. Travis Etienne is the star of Jaguars training camp. And the last thing is going to be. It was, we can, this will relate to the rest of the podcast, at least one part of it. That Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones, says that Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott, has to be the focus in the run game. He has to be the focal point based on his work in the run game and pass game. There's room for Tony Pollard while Zeke is in there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jerry's right. <clears throat> That's it. Not every day you can say that about Jerry. Nope. About Jer-Bear. It's a lot of news, Susan. Good job. Main part, obviously,
1: being Deshaun Watson. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get all political on here yeah. on this podcast because this is a fantasy football podcast. Mm. What this means for fantasy football is that for at least six games, you're not going to have Deshaun Watson. Jacoby. Your draft, you're going to have Jacoby Brissett. If you trust Jacoby Brissett with, you know, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, Mari Cooper. I don't know. We'll see. I didn't really... Care for Cooper, whether Deshaun Watson was thrown to him or not, just on the Browns. But what you said, Jacoby Brissett, I like it even less. I feel like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are still going to do their thing with or without Watson for six games.
2: Yeah,
1: but we'll see. But we're not talking about the AFC North today. That's today. right. Gentlemen, we're talking the NFC East. We're starting with America's team, the Dallas. Cowboys. <laughs>
0: uh, let me play my own fart sound. <laughs> I override that fart sound.
1: <laughs> nice. I my um, camera back
2: up and
0: running. let right, right, start here. I think you should. Normally, we're the ones who facilitate, or you're the one who facilitates. So go for it. All right, I got to look at my notes. All
1: right. Let me get my notes out here for the Dallas Cowboys. If we're talking MVPs, we're talking fantasy MVPs. I feel like the most successful fantasy player in this offense is going to have to be none other than rain Dakota Prescott, the quarterback. Um, Another year under Dak's belt, hopefully another healthy season last year. It up real quick. Last year, Dak Prescott was the number eight quarterback playing 16 games. He threw for a career-high 37 touchdowns, almost 4,500 yards. And uh, the only thing that he had less of last year, a lot, was the rushing touchdown. Susan left and now he's back. Oh. um, Yeah. <clears throat> There he is. I think in order for the Cowboys offense to be successful, uh, they have to run through Dak. Dak now, obviously, with banged up wide receiver. Um, obviously, Susan didn't get to that news because James Washington broke his shit as well. Cowboys mm-hmm. third receiver that they just picked up in the offseason. Um, now, Cowboys are pretty thin at wide receiver, especially after James Washington going down and Amari Cooper being traded to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, C.D. Lamb, you look for him to take the next step. He's not my MVP, and here's why. Last year, actually, I should say C.D. Lamb's rookie year two years ago, played 16 games. He was the 20th-ranked receiver in standard, 22nd in PPR, his rookie season, and he was alongside Amari Cooper. Last year, C.D. Lamb was expected to take that jump in fantasy to be the next Calvin Ridley, if you will, after, you know, a year where you really think he's going to break out and he's going to be that guy. He was 13 in standard, which is the 14 manly wide receiver one, but wide receiver two typically, and 19th in PPR. He had some great games, but there were a lot of stinkers. And the way the Cowboys run their offense, Dak <clears throat> isn't the quarterback, and Kellen Moore doesn't have the system to where they just bombard a certain wide receiver with targets. Choose whoever has a hot hand or whoever's open, Dak gets in the ball, whether it's CD Lamb, Dalton Schultz, even the running backs. Um, now, with the thinness at wide receiver, it might have to be CD Lamb. CD Lamb could be that MVP, but I just think Dak will have a better season in fantasy. I'd like to see him kind of middle of top 10. I'm saying from like that five, six, seven range. Um, if all things go right for the Cowboys. So, Dak Prescott, my fantasy MVP. Yeah. wants to say something else about it?
2: That's fair. He's going to be the one who benefits the most from all this talent, spreading out the ball. Um, But this is tricky. But I'm going to call my shot with CD and say that he's my MVP. I'm going to say that. You're not going to have Amari Cooper. So he's the de facto number one. Michael Gallup, we already said it's unlikely he'll even be there for week one. And we got James Washington, who you already said broke his or is breaking his shit right now. So even if they come back, are they going to be 100% effective? Are they even that great to begin with? I mean, you love to praise Gallup, but I mean, what's he done? I'm looking right now, nothing he had one wide receiver to finish that was in 2019, and that was it. So it's going to be the CD show, I think. I like Zeke too, probably more than a lot of people do, but I'm going to give it to, to CD there, CD
1: Lamb. I feel like it has to be like if CD Lamb is the guy that you drafted him to be because trying to think where he's going in redraft leagues, probably what end of the second.
0: Early um, third? I was going to say... He's going at average 16. He's going early second. In our okay. our draft. In a normal 12-man, I mean, it's if like... You draft, if, if you draft him
1: there, you're, you're drafting him be a wide receiver one, which means you want him to you know, yeah. finish tw- top 12 or greater. Something I mean, he hasn't done yet, right? <clears throat> right. Something he hasn't done yet, but then again, it's setting up to where he can now. No more Mike Cooper. You know, you... you Obviously, Cowboys shifting away from being that ground and pound team. Offense is running through Dak Prescott when they want to be successful. Um, albeit last year when the Cowboys ran for over a hundred yards, they were on feet. I believe they were ten and zero. So say what you want, but yeah, I, I, that's a good pick, Sus. I like CD Lamb, uh, Mason.
0: I'm also going to go with Dak personally. Um, you know. I just think that he often gets overlooked in the, you know, when people talk about quarterbacks because I think he kind of does it very quietly. Where like he has very good seasons and he's been having them pretty, I'd say pretty consistently, Um, but he's just he just balls a lot. Okay, you know, like he was he was QB seven last year, um, and I mean. I think because the offense is going to run more through him. I think I kind of see him, like you said, probably being like a, top, a fringe top five guy. Finished at seven last year. I think that there's still room for him to grow, personally. Um, and you know, I he's just he's just a very good talent. Like I I think that he's a better quarterback than like Lamar Jackson, uh, Jalen Hurts. You know, pe- people that say. Like I know Lamar Jackson has MVP I would rather have Dak I think he's a better more balanced quarterback um, so are hot takes from Mason Yeah, I guess I mean, from a fantasy perspective Lamar Jackson is very good but I think he's very limited in an actual actual football capacity um, unless he you know continues to develop his throne but we're not talking about the AFC North we're talking about NFC East right. Dak Prescott's my guy Okay.
1: Uh, I guess like I the biggest thing went back. is just um, him getting into the end zone with his legs last year. Only one rushing touchdown before that um, you know, he started his career out three straight seasons of six rushing touchdowns. I mean, since the ankle injury, you knew he was going to run less and that might continue the trend. You know, he's, you don't want that to happen to him again. So what he can do with his passing and we'll see what happens. But that's what I got. I need X factors from you gentlemen because this one
0: i am I'm, I'm just gonna say what I'll okay. What oh. the Holy fuck. fuck is my are my neighbors doing? Man, that was probably, so loud
2: I thought it was like like you did it or something. No.
1: They probably just heard your Lamar Jackson take. <laughs> and slam the shit on you. Maybe I don't know man. Um my X Factor for the Dallas Cowboys of fantasy this year is Ezekiel Elliott. Now, guys, let me run something by you real quick. Last year, if you had Ezekiel Elliott on your fantasy team, he started off pretty hot. Um, Says he's played 17 games all last year, but there was definitely spurts where he was banged up took a couple of drives off and through the success of Tony Pollard. Now, as far as being more efficient with his carries, I think Tony Pollard averaged a little more over than five yards per carry while Zeke was, I think around like 4.2, which 4.2 is still pretty damn good. The biggest thing for Zeke last year was his touchdowns. He had 10 rushing touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns. Uh, ran for over a thousand yards. The only concerning thing was that he had the least amount of carries he's had in his whole career. I mean, when you have Zeke Elliott and he's healthy, it's just a matter of him getting the ball. You know he's still going to be the goal linebacker. You know the Cowboys are going to have a high-powered offense, which means it's going to give him more opportunities to score. Now it's in people's minds that, Zeke might not be an RB one anymore, he's being drafted third round. Third, I don't know if he goes in the fourth round, does he? I don't think so. But no, shot. In previous years, if Zeke Elliott was on the board,
0: you're taking him in the first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think what happened there is a big cause for concern with how he ended the season. I think, like you said, Glenn. He kind of did the opposite of uh, it was a running back that we were talking about a few weeks ago. I forget who it was. Uh, where they Brandon Very Gomes? good. What? Was it Brandon Gomes? Yes, that's who it was. Very good at the begin at, at the end of the season, not so much. At the beginning, do you trust the end of the season, comparatively speaking? To the beginning of the season, and then it's the opposite for Zeke. You know, Zeke has at least shown before that. He can be that guy. But the thing is, is that, you know, he's 27 now, and he has a lot more touches comparatively speaking to other guys that are at his age. So, you know, it's been no secret that Dallas has worked him for the, what, four or five years that he's been there. So, you know, just a cause for concern. I would be, I would feel definitely feel good about Zeke being my. RB2, but I think being RB1 at this point is a little dicey. It's funny that you say that because all he's been since he's been in the league
1: is an RB1. Last year, albeit shaky Mason, he finished 6 in standard, 7 in PPR. That's better than the year before where he played 15 games and finished 11 standard, 9 PPR. This is the opposite of Miles Sanders for me.
2: Miles, like Miles Sanders is going super early first round at least last year he was and it's like why like he's so obviously not that good Well <laughs> <laughs> people, people will still disagree with that and I understand but I don't like he just it was like so clear that he didn't belong in the first round but yet he was there and it's the opposite Zeke I don't know why he's in the second or even third round. I think it's very clear that he does not belong there I think that's a steal. he said RB2. Like imagine having him as your running back too. I think that's that's amazing. Or if you draft like a stud receiver or maybe two receivers and then get him as your RB1, that looks that's that's I I just
0: think that he doesn't benefit from the fact that Tony Pollard is probably one of the best handcuffs in um in the league. And he's very explosive. He's very you know, I think he's like a lot less bulky than Zeke and he's fast. You know what I mean? Like Zeke doesn't benefit from that because it looks like comparatively speaking, he's slow kind of plotting. I mean, he still gets yards. You guys understand what I'm trying to say, right? Do you I, mean, do it,
1: I do. It. And the thing is, like, I don't know if I can – I love Tony Pollard, but I don't know if I can put that much stock into what he did last year because of how efficient he was. It kind of – I'm not – obviously, I'm not making the comparison, but I kind of am. Do you remember a few years ago when we were talking about Alvin Kamara and Susie? you were struggling after his rookie year to say, "Ah, oh man, he can't do it again. And then he did it again. And Tony Pollard's nowhere close to Alvin Kamara, but he was very efficient in the touches that he got last year. That I don't know if he could do it again under the same circumstances. Now well, Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard's being drafted as a flex play, and do you feel comfortable as Tony P as your flex?
0: I think, especially with, of... with with
1: a healthy Zeke, that's the thing. I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see the, I mean, the usage of Zeke. It probably dwindles by at least three to five carries at most. I don't see Zeke getting. Like, like I don't think Tony Pollard is going to take Zeke's job if he's healthy in there.
2: Oh yeah,
0: I, I don't, I
2: don't think so. Mason, do you have like where people are being drafted? You seen uh, uh, Zeke
0: is being drafted average forty one point one right now. So can, you
2: Aaron, crazy, can you look up where Aaron? Can you look up where Aaron Jones is being drafted? Aaron Jones, sure. is he
0: before him? Oh, Absolutely. he must He has to be. He has to. I and he has He's Dillon. probably, like, in the top 12. He has A.J. Dillon, who actually uh, had more
2: touches than Tony
0: Pollard did. Aaron Jones being drafted at
2: 23. So, like, why? It sounds like the same situation, if not a little bit better for Zeke, because A.J. Dillon touched the ball more than Pollard. Like, why wouldn't you be okay
0: with it? I mean, but not, look, i been, I'm just saying people... In no, I know. I've been get listening why. to some fantasy podcasts preparing for the season, and a lot of people are high... On Tony Pollard, someone actually they talked about handcuffs on an episode that I watched today or listened to today. And they were like – they were much higher on Tony P than they were on A.J. Dillon. They said probably they'd take Tony P over A.J. Dillon. So I think the general consensus is that Tony Pollard is better. Um,
2: it, it seemed to all start. But, like Zeke just seemed slow, maybe out of shape. And ever since You got
1: hurt midseason at, at the Kansas City game. Yeah. And it feels like instead of him taking a game off to recover or two games off, they continued their divisional chase and the playoff push, and he continued to play in spite of what some people thought, me included as a fan, saying, why don't we just sit Zeke for a week or two? Tony P's been this efficient. Give Tony P the start for a couple games, especially if against a shitty team like Washington or somebody else. Have Zeke just take a couple weeks off, get healthy, and then you have him for the postseason or or run later in the season. But he didn't. Mike McCarthy played him all 17 games. I don't think he ever got that rest to where he could get back to where you wanted Zeke to be and to be that guy who can get you 20 carries a game. Granted, a lot of it is play calling. I'm not sure in in this offense, like I said, now it's running through Dak. I don't think – you take you take the like the Tony Romo offense of old, where it's you know you feed DeMarco Murray, and then Dak's rookie season you play through Zeke, and even the year after that. Now this offense is run through the quarterback. Zeke's still finishing as an RB one in spite of everything because of the touchdown production. Like I said, 12 touchdowns last year, but the Cowboys have that offense to where he can get 12 plus touchdowns again. I don't see what's stopping him.
0: I, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. The only thing it would be is his health
1: if he goes down again. I I, see, I mean. I don't see a scenario where Mike McCarthy is just like, yeah, we're giving Tony P the start this week over a healthy Zeke. Like, that that wouldn't happen. And they even talked in the offseason saying, like, they want to involve Tony. You need, see, the thing is, you need to involve Tony Baldwin in the offense because you have that thunder and lightning combination. A guy who can just blow by you like Tony P, be that explosive running back, put him out there for a drive. I got no problem with that. When you're on the goal line, you want Ezekiel Elliott, when you want to, you know, tire these guys out in the second half and make, you know, the defense tackle somebody who they don't want to tackle. You want a ZKL in there. Yeah. It, 41 as an ADP, it's still. Me, I mean, it, it's crazy. I will happily take Zeke in the third round.
0: Even if he is my RB1 and I draft two wide receivers, I'll take that. Yeah, that. I mean, it depends where you are, though, because at that point, it's like he's going at the end. Of the third round, so like you could, he could be your RB two, which would be insane. Right. I could draft two running backs uh, and then get Zeke. Yeah, if you wanted, but that's, I mean, that's nuts to me. I don't like that. We're all
2: going to be competitive for getting Zeke on our draft now. He's going to go in the first round. I <laughs> well, maybe think...
1: not, but maybe not because some people who have a bad taste in the mouth talking to Craig about it, and he says, "No, I'm staying away from Zeke." I'm like,
2: he's why? drinking that Kool Aid.
1: No, but like, like he said, I had him last year, and he just wasn't doing it for me. They look slow. I'm like, dude, the numbers don't lie. He finished sixth, seventh running back. It might have yeah. not been pretty, but through 17 games in the season, well, got, I mean, he definitely benefited
0: play- though from the early season. I mean, For sure. like his last his last six games are not, not good at all. Right.
1: But I, but still, I think what people have a problem with is that. He's not going to be the player that he was his first three seasons in the league. And when you have an opportunity, like, to have a running back like Zeke, you expect, man, okay, this is my bell cow. This is the guy I want to get 20 carries a game. Yeah. Hopefully he hits 100 yards. Hopefully he gets a score or two and, you know, let him carry me. Zeke's not going to be that guy to carry your team. But he's going to have weeks where he wins you your, your week. He's going to have weeks where it's like, ah, it sucks that Zeke only got, you know, six or seven. Wish he got in the end zone. But, I mean, I'm not passing up double-digit
0: touchdowns from a running
2: back. He's going to outperform his ADP. And you're right. He had less attempts through 17 games last year than he did in 2017 when he played 10 games. He had less attempts last year with seven more games. So, yeah. that's just part
1: of the offense. But, yeah, I think he's a steal where he's going. And that's why he's my X Factor. Because, I mean, if you load up your team in the first two rounds and happen to get Zeke in round three – Zeke's that guy who could finish top 10. And then depending how you draft your other players, I mean, that's just, it's uh, it's my mind. But there's also a chance to where, you know, I'm I'm saying there's a slim chance that Tony Paul would overtake Zeke unless he goes down or is hurt or whatever. There's no doubt in my mind Tony Paul is the most valuable handcuff in the league because of what the Cowboys offense brings. If Zeke goes down, Tony Paul is going to be out there every down. You know, playing every play, but we haven't also seen that from Tony Clark. He hasn't been that guy to carry a workload like that. Yeah. Um, but he's my X Factor.
0: Zeke, still on the
1: show. What do you guys
0: have? Uh, my X Factor is also Zeke, um, because, like you said, I think where he's going right now, comparatively speaking, I was saying also from this perspective, I don't think that Zeke is an RB2, but if you get him as an RB2, I just want to make that clear. I think it sounded Mm. like I understand why he was going. I don't get it. I mean, personally, I feel like his ADP should be more like mid-second round, personally. Um, But, you know, I I do also understand the apprehensiveness that people have for drafting him. But he's my X factor still because I think, you know, especially now because the ADP thing, based on where you're going to get him, I think... That is such a ridiculous value that you're going to be coming out on top, like, comparatively speaking, where you grab him to a lot of other guys that are probably going to be taken around there. Um, But also, I mean, you know, we got to see if, you know, Zeke can be consistent as long as he remains healthy, you know. So, obviously, like you said, Glenn, he got hurt in KC, kind of wasn't the same player after that. I, w- I think we can all agree. Um, but if he can stay healthy, I think that he, he still has a chance to be a top 10 running back. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not like he's not washed, I don't think, personally. Obviously, he definitely, because of his usage, is going to take a step back. or You know what I mean? He's, he's not going to be as productive, but I think he's still... Like I said, it plays until the offense plays, too. Yeah.
1: It, it runs through Zach. It doesn't run through Zach. It runs through Deke. Jeez. Dak And Deke. Deke. Runs through Dak. Um, You know, no longer the days of, you know, 25 to 30 carries for Zeke anymore. I mean, you're hoping he hits that 100-yard mark, falls in the end zone twice. That's more – I feel like he has a chance than a lot of running backs who are taking around that third, fourth-round area to do that. So – all right. My sleeper for the Dallas Cowboys is rookie wide receiver Jalen Tolbert.
0: Damn, you took mine, man.
1: Well, hmm. I'm sorry. You wanted me to go first. I did. Michael Gallup says he's not going to be ready for week one. He probably might not be ready for the first month of the season. It's tough to come back from an injury like that. Obviously, James Washington News uh, just helps the case of Jalen Tolbert. Cowboys... Um, I mean, they, they, as of late, they've done a good job drafting for wide receivers, trading for wide receivers. We're going to see. He's a rookie. There's not much intel I can give you on him, but I know he's standing across from C.D. Lamb. Now that Amari Cooper's out of town, C.D. Lamb's supposed to be the guy. C.D. Lamb's going to be in all the attention, and which means Jalen Turber can step into that role that Michael Gallup's supposed to have and hopefully thrive in it. And if he has success while Gallup is out, how are you going to take him out of the lineup? He's still going to be that third wide receiver. He's still going to throw the ball like Dak has been doing for the past three seasons, and I like it. He's going in late, very late.
2: Um, my X factor is actually Tony Pollard. I'm going to say that quickly because I think what you have, if you're going to if you want him, you have to draft him to sacrifice like a flex pick. So for the, and if he doesn't pan out, that could break your team. But if he does pan out, damn, like that's going to make your team for sure. My sleeper, I don't even know if it's valid to say sleeper because I don't know how many people are actually sleeping on him, but it's Dalton Schultz. Who are the four yeah. big tight ends in the in the league? You got your uh, Kelsey, Waller, Andrews. Kittle, Andrews. Who was tied end one? Andrews. Who was Ball, tied Ball's in two? Yeah, you're right. Right, Obviously. So, which of Waller or Kittle was tight end three? Neither, seriously. Neither. Right. It was Dalton <laughs> fucking Schultz. Tight end three. Are we <laughs> serious? This yeah. guy is – I mean, he's on a high-powered offense. He finished number three the 100 targets, right? And he know 800 yards and eight touchdowns. Now you have 100 vacant targets by Mari Cooper leaving, and all you have that, to fill that is a bunch of unproven wide receivers – I'm sorry, Michael Gallup is included and Dalton Schultz. So I think a lot of those targets are going to go to CeeDee Lamb. I mean, obviously, some are going to go to Gallup and other guys, but Dalton Schultz is going to be an even more important piece of this offense, I think, in the passing game. And if he already finished tight end three, then I think he has more. He actually has more upside. Maybe the touchdowns, maybe eight touchdowns is too much. I don't know. But I think he's going to be more involved and. If you miss those big four guys and at tight end, I think he's going to be a great value um, to pick up a little bit later.
1: Good pick. I didn't include him as a sleeper, because I like Donald Schultz. I think after those four guys, are right. He's the next to go off the board. And I think you're going to be happy with him on your fantasy team.
2: And as soon as I drafted Blake Jarwin, I don't think he ever played to get football again. <laughs>
1: He, he was out remember there. that? Well, no, oh, that was the year he tore his ACL when you drafted him, right? Yeah,
2: and then yeah. that was it. Dalton Schultz showed up, filled in, and then that was he just took over. <laughs> I thought,
1: that was Susan, he, Susan. That was your
0: guy for a I while. I was
2: really excited for for Jarwin.
1: Yeah, you picked the wrong guy.
2: And that was it. I think it only lasted one game too.
0: <laughs>
2: yep. Yeah. That was um, a actually that was a rough week one. I had a lot of guys get hurt.
1: Anyway. My lottery tickets are, uh, honestly, Michael Gout and uh, James Washington. If they come back off an injury and they provide a spark to this offense that they might need, seeing how thin we are at wide receiver, why not take a chance on them late? Uh, I agree. And hopefully they can come back and help out your fantasy lineup. Anything else you guys want to add about the Cowboys before we move on?
0: No. Negatory, brother. All
1: right, let's move on to the New York football Giants.
2: Oh, come on. Never gets old.
1: Who's our unanimous MVP on this team?
2: It's Saquon. Saquon? It has to be, by default.
1: Yeah, this was so hard. I felt like I was looking at the Patriots again, except I actually had, you know, someone to call my MVP. Jaguai right. Barkley, uh, Saquon. I don't even think we need to go into deep detail with it. If he's healthy and he's playing, right, I'd say
2: what's what's our confidence meter looking like with this guy? We know what he's capable of. He's had some bad beats, like a McCaffrey situation. I mean, he stepped on a guy's foot and his ankle blew up. Like that's not that's not an injury-prone type of thing to happen. He just had some bad luck the past two years. Do we think he can turn it around?
1: is it? I mean, <laughs> obviously, when you draft a fantasy team, you kind of you, you want to stay away from injury-prone guys. But I think Barkley's ceiling is so good that you got to take a chance on it. And he's yeah. got a new—he's got a new offense. Um, I'm pretty sure they have a new head coach, probably a new coordinator too. And I don't think it could get worse for Saquon Barkley. I'm in on Saquon yeah. this year. I like him. And I think he's going to do good things. I expect a top 10 finish. And he's going to be the MVP of this New York Giants football team. And I, th- I say he plays all 17 games. How
0: about wow. that? Yeah, I think um, Saquon's my MVP, obviously, for all the reasons that you mentioned. But I think the biggest thing, guys, is that – Joe Judge is not the coach anymore here. Uh, he's on the Patriots. Oh. <laughs> um, anyway, oh no. I just had to throw that tidbit in there because I'm still <laughs> mad about it. But uh, I think that the coaching change, you know, they have Brian Daval now, who is uh, highly sought after um, head coaching candidate. So, you know, obviously I think he was the offensive coordinator for the Bills, right? If I'm mistaken? I have no clue.
1: Nope.
2: No okay. idea.
0: All right. Well, no, anyway, whatsoever. you I know he was an offensive coordinator for a pretty decent offense. So I think I think there's opportunity for Saquon. Um, he's being drafted as like a mid. He's being drafted as an RB2, I think.
2: I'll take that.
0: Um, and, you know, I don't have a problem with that at all. If Saquon was my RB2, I'd be very comfortable with that. I think there's a lot of upside for him this year.
1: He's going before Zeke,
0: right? Yes. He's only I... 25. Yeah.
2: We're not, we're not even 25. We're older.
0: Yeah. Saquon's going. He's. <laughs> yeah. He's going at like 31. And Zeke is going at.
1: Wow, Saquon's going that
0: late. Zeke's going at 41. So.
1: Yeah. Saquon's going 31. Yeah. Round. That's kind of crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, man, at least by ESPN standards,
1: anyway. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to just get through this Giants team. I, I, yeah, let's go. I, okay. My X Factor huh? is Kenny Galladay because he's supposed to be the de facto number one wide receiver. I, I don't like it. I don't like Kenny Galladay on my fancy team as a New York Giant. I much preferred him as. My wide receiver when he was on the Detroit Lions because I don't know what. I, I have no answers. I have no answers for the Giants passing game. I don't know who's going to thrive. I have a sleeper as Kadarius Tony, because he showed some spurts in the three whole total games he played. I feel like he was out the whole fucking season. But if he plays, I mean, yeah. I feel like he's the one who could break out of that group. Probably the most talented guy there, if not Galladay, but, or Galladay, but I don't I don't like it. And then my players to avoid the Giants tight ends. They're not even get me out of this. The only guy I want is Saquon. That's it. Maybe Tony. But I like Galladay for Galladay for namesake. I keep saying Galladay. It's been so bad. He's been so bad since he's been on the Giants. I'm forgetting his name. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't like it.
0: No, I mean, I think we can boil it down to Saquon is the heartbeat of this team and just move on to the fucking Eagles or the, the Commanders.
2: I'm I'm Commanders well. Yeah, I I'm, got
0: it right. <laughs> I almost said I, I like Darius no, no
2: Tony. I like the upside potential. I think it's still a 50-50 coin flip kind of. He was riddled with injuries last year, but he had some monstrous showings. Um when he when he played, I mean, no, most played. notably the thirteen targets, ten receptions, one hundred
1: eighty nine yards um, against Dallas. And it, but it comes to a point where it's like that's cool that he had that. One, he stay healthy. We don't know because it's his first season. Yeah, I'm not going yeah. to deem him as injury prone. He's only had one year. Two, his quarterback's like Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones I know.
2: Sucks. But you know. It's- is he already he has three years under his belt? Maybe maybe he can get a little better. The uh wow, the Ooh. touchdowns have actually been going down ever since he started playing. He's ass man. But so the interceptions. Um, and hopefully if Barkley is back and healthy, that'll help the offense. And Tony looked good when he played. Like he seems like he's he looked like a good receiver. He passed my eye test. So he's a guy I'd be happy dropping and keep him on my bench, like as a potential, I guess I would say lotto ticket kind of guy. Like I He's not a guy I'd start week one, obviously, but he's not a guy I'd want to trade right away or drop either. Like, he's a guy that I'm like banking on. Uh, I, and the thing is, a even star, a weekly start.
1: Even the other guys that are there, like Sterling Shepherd and fucking Slayton, I don't want it. <laughs> Get the fuck away from my fantasy team. I have more faith in rookie Wandale Robinson. They drafted, oops, I believe in the second round. Wondell, uh, yeah, I like that name. That's why I got more faith in him. Hopefully somebody can emerge out of this receiving core of the New York Giants, and then you can have a viable fantasy option. But it is one of those things where you got to see it to believe it. And if you, even if you see it for like four straight weeks, maybe someone like who has a season like a Cordell Patterson or Mike Williams, I don't even know if I could believe it. Because at the end of the day, quarterbacks, Daniel Jones. I, I uh, to Saquon, that's it. Anything else from you guys?
0: No, no. Get me off this team. Good.
1: So let's talk about a team that's very intriguing to me. And that's the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to say, guys, as much as I hate the Eagles, I love me some Jalen Hurts. I loved him when he was on the bench. I loved him when he got the starting role. And I love him going into 2022, especially in fantasy. I like Jalen Hurts, he's my MVP. Uh, I wanted to get him last year. Jake Fryer stole him from me. I usually have a sense of good QBs every year in who to draft. And he was my guy. And I didn't get him. And I was very upset because he turned out to be that guy last year. Let me pull something up real quick for you. Let's see. Jalen Hurts. J-A-L-E-N. And it hurts to be so damn good. Last year, Jalen Hurts finished top ten, number nine. Now, if I told you he only threw for 16 touchdowns, how the fuck would he finish top ten?
0: Well, it's very simple. He was running.
1: Hey, he was running. <laughs> ten touchdowns on the ground. Some running backs don't get ten touchdowns on the ground. This is the quarterback. 139 attempts for 784 yards and 10 touchdowns rushing for Jalen Hurts. Passing game can only improve. I can't see it getting worse, especially when you add AJ Brown to the mix.
2: The chances I mean, drastic go up.
1: Chances drastic go up
2: for success. Give me some Jalen oh, Hurts.
1: Give me him as the MVP. And the reason I'm not picking the best player on the team, AJ Brown, is the MVP. Because I don't know if Hertz's arm is going to be there. There's going to be situations where Hertz just takes off and runs, and I think A.J. Brown's fantasy value is going to suffer from it. I think A.J. Brown's going to be worse in Philadelphia than he was in Tennessee. That's my thoughts.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, I've just hardly ever get behind an Eagles wide receiver, so it's just not a good psychological look for me. Um, Again, you don't know how he's going to pan out there just like you said especially with hertz hertz is the mvp he's a guy who can literally finish as qb1 so if that's a p- realistic potential he's got to be the mvp i hate the i hate the fact that he was literally being considered uh or he's considered to be a, like put on the bench last year like that's scary because he was not a good nfl quarterback at, uh he had a, at least a bad stretch so as, as long as that doesn't happen and he keeps running the ball, he's going to be great for fantasy.
1: Oh yeah, man. Mason?
0: Yeah, I mean, my my MVP is Jalen Hurts as well because I think he's probably the safest bet. Um, here, you know, I think obviously the running game we've talked about was suspect. I, oh, just out of curiosity, while we're here, let's look at where Miles Sanders is going. Okay, he's going 77. i just bring him up. Because I just wanted to – we talked about his, you know, him getting drafted high earlier. Uh, no, but any, anyway. get to him. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I just think Jalen Hurts is that guy, and he has the opportunity, I think, to take a big next step this year because, you know, he had Devonta Smith last year. But other than that, um, let's be honest. Their wide receiving core I don't think is that great. So now you have two, two guys, one who is an established elite player and another guy who, although he is an established elite player, had himself a pretty good rookie season. Um, so he's got two, two guys now that you know should be studs. And Dallas Goddard, too. Let's not forget about him. So mm-hmm. the opportunity is there for him to take the next step to be able to throw the ball more. But even if he doesn't, his basement is so high because of his legs. So I really don't think – my only worry is that people are going to be very high on Jalen Hurts. He's going – currently he's going at 71. Um, so I think you're, you might talk have to, to – Talk to me in quarterback terms. Who is he going after him before? Um, I don't have the actual
2: – He's rank. definitely like top five. Josh Allen, maybe Kyler Murray.
0: Jalen Hurts, okay, so it's Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Kyler, Brady, Hurts. Oh, damn. All right, so it's just outside the right.
2: top five?
1: Uh, uh, no, I mean, Hurts is seven. Yeah, he's yeah. seven. I mean, on the draft board, he's seven. But he could finish top five.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I honestly could see him finishing I mean, top three. Damn. I'm I'm putting it out there. If he's he gonna have to that, have some, he's gonna have to have some super improvement to his passing game. That's what I'm saying. If he takes that next he's step in the him. passing game, the, it's the ceiling's there. Is what I'm saying. Is, I, don't I don't think I don't, I don't think he's gonna he get will. ten
1: touchdowns again on the ground. That's fucking no, stupid. Probably but he not. can still he can still probably get like six to eight. You know, same amount of rushing yards if they do the same thing. But the passing's gonna improve a bunch. He's got to turn sixteen passing touchdowns into twenty six or thirty. Yeah, and get, and get that yardage up to finish top three. Well, there's no imagine. excuse
0: for him not to now. So
1: that that brings me to the sleeper um, I have for the Eagles is Devonta Smith, second-year wide receiver, first-round pick last year. Last year, you have first-year starter in Jalen Hurts, rookie wide receiver, supposed to be your you know cornerstone at wide receiver. Devonta Smith want to develop him into that guy. He had a pretty good rookie season. Wasn't as good as Jamar Chase, obviously, because Jamar Chase had a one-of-a-kind season. He was pretty good. I liked Devonta Smith last year. I had him on my team in, in a couple of weeks. I think this year, you bring in A.J. Brown, takes the pressure off Devonta Smith, and Hurts has another year to establish that relationship and that connection with him. I'd like to say Devonta Smith would be his favorite target, but we haven't seen him play, obviously, with A.J. Brown yet. A.J. Brown's a freak, so A.J. Brown could just will be de facto his favorite target just because of how naturally good he is. Uh, but Devonta Smith's the X Factor. I'm not sure where he's going. I'm pretty sure you're probably drafting him as a flex. And yeah. That's where he's probably, he's probably going to be there. But I think he's got wide receiver two upside, especially if Hurts can get something going.
2: I agree. I, I or, think he had a fine rookie season. He had some or,
1: good, good moments. Being the X Factor, he could also go from that flex to the guy who you don't even want in your lineup because he's not getting targets. He's not getting the looks that A.J. Brown's getting. That's I true. see that happening as well.
2: Yeah, because like I said, I haven't been really trustworthy of any Eagles wide receivers, never mind a wide receiver too. So. But there's talent here to be had, so it's worth a pick for sure.
0: Thanks. Mason? Um, sorry, I was Mason. listening to my <laughs> That'll wake me up. I was listening to my fucking neighbors dropping shit upstairs still. Uh, no, um my sleeper for uh for the Philadelphia Eagles is uh it's gonna be Devonta Smith as well. Um just because like I said, I think he can take the next step. Obviously, promising rookie campaign. Um gotta see if if he can continue to grow as a wide receiver in the NFL if he can. I think based on where he's being drafted right now, obviously, if he took a step, you would be thrilled as as uh, as an owner. But he's my sleeper. I think he has the most potential uh, on this team besides AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts. So. so,
1: who's your uh... wait? Did you say he's your sleeper or your X factor?
0: Okay, so... Oh shit! Sorry. I thought that you said you said sleeper, said, my bad. I
1: said he's my X Factor. My oh. sleep might shock you guys a little bit. Go ahead, Susan. Who's your X Factor?
2: Um, did you say Devonta Smith was yours? Because I was agreeing with you. Yes. you... Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. Do you Devonta have an X Factor or no? Me? I yeah, my X Factor is <laughs> Miles Sanders. I don't blame you for that. It's, it's a good option. Dude, no, 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 no. Not in the set. I don't think Miles Sanders is good. I don't think he's good. But I think if he can even establish anything on the ground, it clears the way for Jalen Hurts, helps him out immensely. It's the X Factor in that sense. I don't fucking want him. Okay? But he is an important part this offense potentially
2: yeah he the latest news on sleeper 19 hours ago miles sanders could have a monster year
1: where have i heard that before
2: (laughs) yeah just every other year before that he he only played 12 games so so (laughs) see sometimes that comes through quietly like i don't hear it. i don't know why and then that Uh, one was loud as fuck good um, he only played 12 games, right? But of those 12, he only got more than 60 rushing yards four times. Oh. Two-thirds of the time, he couldn't get more than 60 rushing yards. That's not good.
1: From your – one of avoid Miles fucking Sanders? I don't want anything to do with I don't nope. – Give me Juju Smith Schuster three times before I get Miles Sanders. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna be fooled. Okay? And I'll tell you what, if he if he puts together 17 games of fucking high RB2, RB1 play, I'll be the first one on this podcast to be like, I was wrong. I'm a Miles Sanders apologist. I can't fucking see it, especially with Jalen Hurts a quarterback. I there's there's no way. Susan, Mason, the stellar stellar podcast combined last year, us three sitting here at our tables had just as many touchdowns as Miles Sanders did. Oh my God, you're right.
2: I love that take.
1: And what am I missing? Two years ago, they wanted me to draft him in the first round. Get the fuck out of here.
2: I got it. You got to give us credit. We're probably like the only fantasy analysts who were, off the Miles Sanders train, all three of us. Dude. People taking him in the first round. People loving him, jerking him off. Dude drops like three rounds in one year.
1: Nope. And 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 the thing is, like last year, you pick you figure you know you get Miles Sanders as a what, an RB two or you know high end flex, and you're like, yeah, I feel comfortable with Miles Sanders in my lineup. And then mid season, you're like. Holy shit that I missed on that mild sandwich pick. And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen at home, don't be fooled by this guy. Don't be fooled. He's the player to avoid. The player you want to have your lottery ticket, Boston fucking Scott. Whoa. I believe in Boston Scott. Boston Scott brought me a championship last year in the Dynasty League. Boston Scott made you avoid the toilet bowl last year. Good things happen when Boston Scott's in the wild. He had seven touchdowns. Seven touchdowns? Yeah. Does Miles Miles Sanders have seven touchdowns in his career?
2: He has uh, 12. Receiving and rushing for three years. Sorry.
1: And last year he had none.
2: All right, how about this? He has six touchdowns in the past two years. And that's not seven.
1: You wake me up and give me the touches that Miles Sanders gets, I'm scoring more than six touchdowns in two years. I'll tell you that right now. Because I got a heart. Miles Sanders doesn't have a heart. And I'll, be, I'll tell him that right to his face. we get him on this podcast? Yeah. Miles Sanders wants to be a guest? I'll tell him no, no heart. heart. No heart. <laughs> give me Boston Scott. we the fuck away from Miles Sanders. My sleeper, though. Man, I'll tell you this. Do you guys... Uh, know the name of <clears throat> J.J. Artego-Lightside. Yeah. Yeah. I remember him. So he's actually moved this year to the tight end position. Really? Really. I'm looking at that right now. What? Yeah. What about Jimmy's dog? I like Jimmy's dog. Jimmy's dog, Goddard, he's, he's pretty good. He's a solid tight end. And I like him. But the way Philadelphia runs things. Usually they got a double tight end set. If somebody is established, that next guy up and coming grabs tight ends. And especially a pass catcher, like, I'm not saying J.J. Had take a white side, you know, some phenomenal fucking fantasy stud. But maybe a position change gives him different routes, gives him different looks. I'm just saying he's a sleeper, especially if he's at the tight end position. He could be a guy kind of like how Zach Ertz was when Goddard was emerging. Mm. And you could start Ertz and Goddard. You could start Goddard and White Whiteside. I don't know anything because we gotta see, it, but it's, up, it's just an early sleep quick call. It a hunch. I feel like mm. tight ends you can take a risk because there's not that many good ones. So if you're streaming tight ends week to week, fuck it, bro. Throw out JJ white Whiteside. Maybe fuck one it, time. bro. My advice on
0: tight ends: fuck it, bro. That's good. I. That's good. Advice. I don't hate it. That's good advice. I don't know. Um. Also, let me clarify. I don't like Miles Sanders. I don't want I him. I think we know that. I don't want him. I'm just saying. I'm saying he's X-factor purely from an offensive standpoint. Sounds like you love him. No. Mm-mm.
1: Sounds like you're wearing an Eagles jersey underneath that shirt you got right now. Number 26. <laughs> One more time. The people on Twitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For Alrighty. those who are
0: listening through audio specifically, I just showed my chest hair.
1: Thank you for that. You're welcome. Because we do have, not only for audio purposes, we have a lot of blind listeners on Twitch, too. <laughs> you know? Imagine that. Um, last but not least, are we all done, we done with the Eagles? Yeah, I think so. Susie, so you done with the Eagles? Oh, yeah, I'm done. Okay. So we're moving on. To the Washington, ri- <clears throat> mm-hmm. to the Washington footnote. <clears throat> <clears throat> We're washing, oh, washing. We're moving on to the Washington Commanders. I hate that name. I'm sorry. I fucking can't stand it. Yeah. Can, can we go to a commanders game? Sure, son. I've been a commanders fan all my life.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty like vanilla, right? It's like an AM like, and a cat, fluffy. It's like, oh it, wow, it nice. It feels
1: like a it feels like a generic Madden team. Like one yeah, of the names yeah. that they give you, like uh the Commanders and the Cowboys. No, like come on. Exactly. They're a joke. They're a joke of a franchise. They got a joke of a quarterback, a Carson Wentz. Jesus. Both teams are a fucking joke, dude. I, I thought you team, liked them. I thought you didn't mind them. I didn't. You like the, were the football Washington team. football team. Yeah. That had a little bit of like, yeah, we're a football team. We want you to know it. We want our opponents to know it. Now it's like.
2: <laughs> I'm not adult. Like a like Like a big group of meatheads just yeah. came up with a team
1: name. Football yeah. team. That's what we they're are, just, right? They're all, they're all just thinking, man, what are we <laughs> going to call ourselves? What are we? Uh, football team? Yeah. And where, where are football we from? Team? Ah, and everybody gets up. Yeah. Ah,
2: Beat bashing their heads. Football Football team. Football <laughs> team.
1: Uh. Um, oh, now they're the commanders.
2: Yeah, now you have like some corporate bozo who doesn't watch football come in, tasked with a team name change. He goes, yeah. uh, commanders. So
0: we, we consulted the focus-tested group, and um, <laughs> we believe that the best option is the commanders. This, what do you think about that? And then Dan <laughs> Snyder was like, will it make me money? And he went, uh, yeah, it should. And he went, great. <laughs> Fucking commander shirts. Those
1: commander shirts are gonna be flying off the shelves. I think I think we figured it out. This team right. sucks. Yeah, I'm does. surprised if they win a game. No, I'm just kidding. Jesus. They don't that suck that bad. They got they got some talented players. i give them that. It's just they're the commanders now.
2: I like I the jerseys like the color. I like that Is shiny, it the same color deep. I think so. Yeah, it's like that dark maroon color. But
0: they're
1: like Yeah. 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 I, I, no, I think they have new jerseys. Yeah, I they, they think they do. My MVP for the Washington Commanders. Put it in reverse Terry McLaurin. Thing is Terry McLaurin, I'll tell you what. He hasn't been as good as people think he is.
2: Yeah, you're right. Honestly,
1: you could you could chalk that up to quarterback play. You could chalk that up to Washington being a bad football team. I chalk it up to
2: both. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what it comes down to: it's touchdowns. Sure, he's been great. Thousand yards. Last two years, his rookie year, 920 yards. Every game last year that he had a touchdown, it was 20-plus points, except one where it was 18. Other than that, he was down. He only had five touchdowns last year. The year before that, four touchdowns. So if he can get a guy who can throw him a touchdown, which I think Carson Wentz is capable, I think um, Terry will probably have his best year yet this year. You know what's crazy?
1: You know what's crazy is I think we – as football fans might get fooled by Terry Moore, I think when he started out, he was a rookie wide receiver. You know, he was he was playing as a wide receiver too. Like, man, look at the potential! This guy passes the eye test. Then you draft him the following year, and it's like, okay, he's getting a lot of targets. I like it, and he's he's just not scoring. He's just not scoring. He's doing good. And then I drafted him last year, thinking he was going to be my wide receiver one. And I'm like, yeah, he's getting a lot of targets. He's still not scoring. And I'm, I'm just getting the same player every year. And yeah. I, Like I said, I, I can't I, – I don't know if, if that's a, an attest to the quarterback play or – Some guys are like is. that.
2: Like T.Y. Hilton was never a touchdown guy his whole career. But like, T.Y. Hilton,
1: he had he had some
2: – Yeah,
0: but T.Y. Like, Hilton was the only top... option that Andrew Luck had. I'm saying he's some – well, Terry's the only option that these guys have. Yeah, but the problem is Andrew Luck was a good quarterback.
1: That's what I I'm guess saying. That so is he, the could, he could make – he could thread
0: right? the needle the one guy. It didn't matter because he was good. And honestly, a lot of times because he tried to force feed the ball, and Andrew Luck still threw quite a few interceptions. So wow. I, I say he's
1: my MVP. And the only reason I say he's my MVP is because I think Carson Wentz is going to be the best quarterback that he's had to date so far.
2: Exactly. Me too.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and I think now you're finally going to get the Terry McLaurin that you want to get when you draft him. I think he takes the lead. I, I could say eight to 10 touchdowns. He's going to be de facto number one, as he should be, because he's a talented wide receiver. He really is. And I feel like the Redskins... Uh, no! The, fo- the football... Uh, <laughs> you know what? I can't do this. Washington is just uh, going to have to throw the ball, and Terry's going to have to be the guy. And the reason I'm picking Terry over Antonio Gibson, who is my X factor... It's because Antonio Gibson is another guy who, albeit,
2: he's an RB1. He's an RB1. RB Which is very inconsistent. I,
1: don't, I just don't feel good with him as my RB1 because he's the back half of the RB1. He's 11-12. He's not top 10. His rookie year is 12-13. Uh, last year, obviously, he gets way more carries. He, re- he eclipses 1,000 yards, but it has been touchdowns, double-digit d- touchdowns to start his first two seasons. And if he can do it with shitty quarterbacks, I think he'd be able to do what Carson once, but I just don't think the Washington commanders have a high-powered offense for Gibson to continue – to get those opportunities, and that's the difference. Like when I compare someone like Gibson to Zeke, that the Cowboys—they have a good offense, because we've seen it. And we've seen what Zeke can do, and we've seen what Gibson can do these first two seasons on bad offenses. Well, I don't think Carson Wentz is the difference to make that offense be like, yeah, we're in the red zone every other drive, and I could be wrong. You know, it's like when I'm right, I'm right. When I'm wrong. I could have been right. And I could be wrong about Antonio Gibson right now. But I'm right. Antonio Gibson is my ex-factor. Obviously, he continues to keep up, you know, at pace like he did his first two seasons. High-end RB2, low-end RB1. You're happy with his production over the course of the year. Problem is, it just comes in spurts. Usually has a boom game of 25 to 30 points. And then a couple weeks, where it's like four. Five four six yeah. I and a just... 24 pointer,
2: Three, seven 21 points. Not he consistent. Has the end of season stats, they he's an RB1, but like, like you said, it's, it's not the best RB1, it's a very last RB1, and the inconsistency, I just I just don't trust them. It's a personal thing for me, I guess. Some, some, you just you're gonna have those players that you personally just don't want, even though they are good. And he's one of those guys for me. I just don't trust him. Last year, he had like a whole injury thing looming over him. He didn't really. He only missed one game, but there was an issue like, oh, he has like some shin splint or something weird like that, where he was thought to miss time, maybe three weeks, but he never did. Um, so stuff like that, I just I don't, know, I don't trust him. But he's only 24. He could get even better with Carson Wentz. Could be a much better team, which only helps everybody. You know, rising tide raises all ships, right? Carson Wentz is that tide, so maybe Gibson will be even better. But I just don't trust him personally.
1: you just make that up?
2: I did not. <laughs> I just don't know if I used it appropriately.
0: Well, uh, Mason? No, I, I agree with you guys. Uh, Gibson is my is my X factor. I, I don't know yeah. if I said it, but my MVP is McLaurin as well. Um, but regardless, Gibson's my X factor because I think it's going to be interesting to see what he does. Um, you know, I think something that you guys didn't touch on was also the, the big difference between the first half of the season and the second half of the season where he was more consistent in the second half is that JD McKissick got hurt. Um, and there was kind of like a before McKissick. There was BM, and then there was AM. I'm gonna talking bowel movements for, for BM. Okay, talking before McKissick. Oh, and then there's oh. after. Okay, other is, were gonna say like, anal movements
2: after that. No, the BM is oh. bowel movements. Was AM,
0: anal movements. Anyway. Anyway. Speaking of anal movement. <laughs> Anywho, Gibson, I think, all they also drafted a running back this year as well, which is interesting, to say the least. So, yeah, I just have a lot of pause with him. But I think if he can be consistent, then obviously he – I think he's – I feel the opposite of Souza. I kind of have a soft spot for Antonio Gibson. Hmm. But – the problem is that he just hasn't lived up to the hype because he's been he's been hyped for the past few seasons being that guy, but one reason or another hasn't been able to put together, hopefully with a better quarterback, better passing game, take some stress off of him, and then he can do it. But we'll see.
2: Here's something that I'm reading on Sleeper that is not good news. You mentioned the rookie running back. His name is Brian Robinson, Jr., and it sounds like, according to you know a beat reporter, that Gibson might be losing goal line work to this rookie running back. This guy out of Alabama is a big-bodied power runner, and it seems like the coaching staff is leaning towards him getting the goal line work. Not good.
1: Especially when his first two seasons he got double-digit touchdowns.
2: So that's something to consider. That only makes me off him even more. Huh. So sorry, Gibson. You won't be on my team.
1: So my sleeper here is the quarterback Carson Wentz because I'm going to tell you guys this about Carson Wentz. It's right now, or never. you were drafted as the number two pick, in the 2016 NFL Draft, right after number one, Jared Goff. Before, five rounds before Dak Prescott, and not only. Did you manage to screw up your franchise quarterback role from the Philadelphia Eagles? That you get a fresh start with a contending AFC team who just hit the playoffs, the Indianapolis Colts. How do you follow that up? You don't make the playoffs, and you blow week 18 against Jacksonville Jaguars, and now you're out of town, and they let you go. Now here you are back in the NFC East with another team, a team that needs a quarterback, which means they're putting their faith in you. Carson Wentz, the time is now. It's got to be now. If it's not now, when the fuck is it going to be? And I know people might say, yeah. oh, you have, the, you have the MVP season? If only you didn't get hurt and the Eagles won the Super Bowl.
2: That's like five fuck years you. ago now. Fuck you,
1: if, you bring, if you're one of those people who brings that up. That is, I mean, yeah. I, I agree. it's got to be now, you know, <laughs> which is why I have him as a sleeper in fantasy. He's, he's going to go – he might not even get drafted. He might be a guy to be able to pick up on waivers and stream on a bye week or whatever. But if he shows some consistency, if Terry's the MVP like we say he's going to be and, you know, he can get on the ball, if he can, you know – he's got – my lottery ticket is rookie wide receiver uh, Jahan Dotson. If you make something happen with these receivers, if Logan Thomas stays healthy and he can do something with him, who knows? Carson Wentz could be a viable fantasy option again and be asleep before you. I don't see it. I'm just saying it's gotta be now. Because if it's not now, it's not gonna be ever.
2: I agree completely. What's up, Mr. Bailey? Joining Mr. the Bailey? chat.
1: Is that J Buckets?
2: JB? The real JB?
1: Yes. Um. That, that's, that's about it. That's I, it. I don't know what else you guys want to talk about, Washington Commanders.
2: Uh, Nothing? <laughs> yeah, you said, it, you said it perfectly.
1: Yeah, NFC's, man. NFC East is very comparable to the AFC East, I feel, when it comes to fantasy and shit teams. And, you know, I feel like there's, there's two teams who really, like, I feel like Cowboys are your powerhouses on who you want players from, just like the Bills are in the AFC East. And then the Miami Dolphins have fantasy interest, kind of like the Eagles do. Mm -hmm. And then the other two teams, I feel like you only want one or two players for them, if that. Yeah. Um, You're right. uh, You want to hear an interesting fact?
0: Yes. Hit me. Hit me.
1: We haven't had a back-to-back division winner in the NFC East since 2003-2004.
2: Wow! Shitting my diapers! Wow!
1: Every year it's been another Good. team. Is this the year where the Cowboys break that streak and win the division and for the second straight season? They better for their They're sake. Run your head right now. Who wins the NFCs? Cowboys. Yeah,
2: Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah. But there's threats. Like, I can easily see a world where the Eagles win it. You know? And if Carson Wentz decides to play out of his mind, hell, the Commanders can do it. We've seen the Cowboys underwhelm uh, in the past, but i got to give it to them.
1: I just I can't see it. Um, Dak Prescott, like, owns the NFC East. Head to head matchups. It's going to be all the other games that matter, obviously, but I don't see. Right. Last week, last year, we shit on the Eagles twice. Uh, Took a fucking heming bag of dog shit over the Washington football team's head on Sunday night football, uh, dropping over 50 points. Then again, it's not only divisional games that matter, it's a whole season. So I think Cowboys have a great chance to repeat. I think they're going to do it. Oh yeah, baby. Hmm. So, we are dwindling down. We've covered half of the NFL before so in fantasy, which means we have four more previews to do, which means now it's time to pick next week's preview topic. Gentlemen, here are your options. We have the AFC North, which features AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals, Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers that have been roethlisberger this. Cleveland Browns, who has a sexual abuser as your quarterback. Then we have the AFC South, Colts, Texans, Titans, Jaguars. Then we have the NFC West, Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams, Arizona Cardinals, Seattle Seahawks. This is one more team. The San Francisco 49ers. And then we also have the NFC South. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. New Orleans Saints. Carolina Panthers. Atlanta Falcons. AFC North. Mason knows. Let's do it. AFC do it. North? North? Yeah. That's your final answer?
0: I'm locking it in.
1: Yep. AFC North it is. You heard it here first on the Stell the Podcast. Guys, we had a good group of viewers in the stream today. Yeah, we did. Obviously, obviously, yep. um, as we're talking through our podcast and discussing topics, it's tough for us to go back and forth, you know, integrate with chat, but we love the interaction between chat. If you guys want to discuss topics with us, have any questions that we can try to get to in between topics, we'd love to have another pod. And if you like what you saw, make sure you follow that on the Twitch subscribe to us on either apple Podcasts or spotify and you might as well just give a little rating saying that you love us you need more of us Mm -hmm. and you can't wait for football season yeah baby anything else you guys want to add before we sign off here
0: i know everyone have a nice have a nice week thanks for tuning in all
1: right that's about it um Get the fuck out of here. Um, Bye-bye.